your ass better call somebody. Hey, hey, what do you say? It's time. It's time. Ball Junk episode 59 and ho, ho, ho. It's our New Year's Eve ball drop episode. We're about to enter 2024. So much sports. So many sports movies to talk about. I couldn't do it without Frankie Knuckles. Frank, how's it going? Happy holidays and happy new year, my friend. How are you? I am fantastic. It's been a a busy uh, December and I'm ready to jump into January. Just a few short ticks of the clock before midnight and January 1st hits and we're into 2024. And I'm super excited about it. And you get to watch football all day. Football all day <laughs> on New Year's Day. I mean, who doesn't want to do that? I mean, it was on all day Christmas, it all was. day Christmas Eve. It's the gift that keeps on giving. So did you move away at all from football to Christmas Day NBA at any point? Not even for a millisecond. I think accidentally once. <laughs> I mean, I... I'm pretty out on NBA right now. Yeah. I still follow it. I listen to podcasts about it. I look at the standings. I look at the box scores, but I should say I don't have TV anymore. Right, right. You did so that, yeah. I have DAZN for football, which is amazing. And even I was considering getting League Pass, but you end up missing the most important games. It doesn't, you don't get every game, anything that's covered on local broadcasting. They have to figure that out. They do. Yeah, it sucks. Because I would buy it for sure. Yeah. If I knew I was going to get every game the way I do with the zone, it's so good. I got it uh, uh, once, and then, um, like, uh, Sportsnet carried almost every 1030 Lakers game yeah. on one of their channels. And so, like, there really wasn't much point in, in watching it. So, it was pretty annoying. But, uh, uh, yeah, no, I understand. I haven't watched a lot of NBA either, but uh, um, I guess that's kind of where we can start today. It's just what little NBA we watched. Like, did you 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 were kind of excited about the play-in tournament? Well, I when the Pelicans were playing the Lakers, I right. texted you saying we're mortal enemies this week, and then uh, like the Lakers went on to win by forty forty, like absolutely destroyed them, and then. <laughs> I can't remember. Did I, I? Did I find that image to send you? You did. Okay, which is of, of LeBron taking a dump in the mouth of a pelican. Yeah, a stylized art version of that, which I have to admit was amazing. It, it was one of the best things. I can't remember who put that on the Discord. I think it was Bard, but I don't know for sure. Anyway, I saw that. I'm like, that's perfect. That is art. Uh, and then, yeah, like the Lakers were unbelievable. Through this entire playing tournament, they didn't lose a single game, and uh, just crushed everybody. They crushed the the, pace, the Pacers to win the whole thing, and and I guess I think all their energy was depleted. And it's the same thing has happened to the Pacers as well. I mean, they went on this incredible run through the playing tournament, and both teams have been just shitting the bed since then. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I just I'm not feeling basketball. I'm I'm playing more basketball than I've ever played before. Like right. every week, and I'm into basketball. And we'll watch, I'll watch games sometimes when I'm out at a bar or restaurant or something like that. But just, I don't know, the passion is fading. I cannot, it's been there for a while, lingering, like losing the passion, but it's, it's really crossed over this year. I think, uh, like it, I, I, I do recall that your passion for the NBA started to wane and then 
the Pelicans drafted Zion and you got super excited and and this guy just can't keep himself in shape. It's been super disappointing and I can imagine that has a lot to do with it cuz not as no? much as you might think. And even the waning before wasn't before the Zion draft. It was more about just my team will never succeed. Right. It was Anthony Davis wanting a trade and just why do I cheer for something that will never pay off? It just feels like a league where there's no chance uh, unless you're certain teams. But I, I do feel like that's changing a bit, but uh, it's just it. Now it's watching games is kind of painful it's for the same reasons. I always say whining, flopping replays refs. It's just a bad product. Yeah. The refereeing has been like atrocious and, just uh, weird and odd choices uh, to eject certain players uh, from games. Like, you know, and I understand that, you know, there are, are rules and stuff, but I mean, I think a lot of these, uh, and I think major league baseball umpires are the same. A lot of them are just too sensitive with some of the back talk and, and stuff. And so they just keep ejecting players and it's kind of sad because it's not really about, the refereeing or the umpires. It should be about, you know, just the actual game. And I think they just need to suck it up and, and, and quit tossing players because they get told to F off or screw off or whatever it is. I feel like this might be a hot take, but oh, I love I'm not takes. sure. I'm not sure if it is. Okay. Cause mo- most things I listen to are complaining about NF NFL officiating. I kind of think NFL officiating has been good this year. I think it's been pretty good too. I mean, of course the, they're human beings and they are going to miss some, some, some calls, but I think overall it's been pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been better than previous years to my recollection, but uh, I don't know. I don't, I can't remember or recall immediately calls or plays that drove me crazy the way I, I've been able to in the past. So I don't, I don't know the NFL officiating is kind of better to me, even though it is weird when they get the Sterator and other offic- officials on the broadcast and they disagree with the call on the field pretty right. regularly. <laughs> yeah, it does happen. Yes. And I'm, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I should have been a referee. You think so? I get the call right. So many times watching it at full speed at a dis at like a high level. I'm like, no, that's, I could tell right there that that was wrong. So might've missed my calling, but who wants to be a referee? Ew. I think you're about, Eight inches too tall, but I think you would have made a great pro wrestling referee. <laughs> Thank you. But you have to be you have to be pretty small because really okay. Well, I mean, you don't want to be as big as the wrestlers, right? Like the, so the the wrestlers need to seem bigger. So a lot of the referees are like five two, five three. That's a good really, point. So, but I think you'd be a great oh, thank pro you, referee. I think you would too. Yeah, maybe we should just be a tag team. Like we're both about the same height. We yeah. should just be tag team wrestlers. Or tag team referees. That's our gimmick. Yeah. We only referee tag team matches for smaller wrestlers. They have to be smaller than us. Or we wrestle as referees. And then we do like what the killer bees used to do and like confuse the other team thinking that we're the actual referees of the match and not their opponents. I don't remember the killer bees doing that, but I'm in. They used to put on masks underneath the ring. So you couldn't tell who was who. Oh, I see. I see. Even oh, I guess. they had completely different body types. Yeah, but the referees don't wear masks. No. So it could be. But we could just dress like them. 
Okay. <laughs> you know, if we move quickly enough, no one will know. I'll try to change my physical appearance <laughs> to look like a Hebner. Nice, nice. <laughs> we we could be the other two Hebner brothers. Um, but but hey, back to back to NBA. I just have you watched a lot or no? Not not too much. I mean, uh, I mean, the Pelicans are doing better than the Lakers in the standings. Yeah, they're both like what, like 10, 16 and ten, sixteen and eleven. Uh, Pelicans are 18 and 14. Oof, I'm way off. Lakers are 17 and 15. So they're in 7th and 8th. So they're in the play-in, the, the, uh, yeah, like the, the play-in right now. Yeah, but the West is, there's a lot of good teams. I'd, I'd like to watch it. Do I go down the the road of, like, illegal streams? I don't know. I might. How are you feeling about the the, uh, the Clippers now? I, I just hear they're, like, well, they had a, Six game winning streak or something like yeah. that, or they they're doing better. Don't care. I love Kawhi. I, I want Kawhi to do well, uh, but as for the rest of the team, I I'm assuming it will all implode at some point. Usually does. You can uh, always yep. count on that. All right. Well, I mean, it, uh, we didn't uh, get a chance to do our NBA preview just because. I mean, really, neither one of us were super excited. Yeah, about I was a, I w- didn't really know much. I listened to stuff. I'm like, I, I feel like I'm kind of out of touch. So yeah, like when the when the playoff picture gets set, I'm sure we'll come and we'll do like a prediction show on the playoffs and throw that out there. Because at that time, what else are we going to be watch? Football will be done. Yeah, I do love football still. Yeah, yeah, that passion is very strong. Well, you are wearing a Bills hat and a Bills sweater. Yeah, I, I mean. I do love the Bills, but just in general, I watch almost every football game I can if it's on TV. Yeah. Although the last couple weeks, there's been some like inconsequential turd games that I uh, haven't tuned into, but still kind of follow uh, here and there. But I'm the uh, this season of football is pretty compelling in the sense that no one seems good. <laughs> um. Yeah, except like the Ravens, the only team. And, and well, I would say um, what I would have said the 49ers, but they kind of shit the bed on Christmas Day. I'm still not convinced about Purdy. I've felt that way all season, not just because of the last game. Uh, I don't get it. I could, could not fathom him being MVP conversations. It's crazy to me that he's even being listed as an MVP possibility. So, uh, yeah. Well, I, I, um, I'm actually going to have to go back and listen to our last episode because I did forget to, to keep the the likely or unlikely Ooh. questions. So I'll have to go back and listen to them. I have your answers, but I just put L or U <laughs> in a in a note on my phone here. Okay. So. But I do remember I did ask you if Brock Purdy would continue uh, to play really well, and even though they are eleven and four, so I would say he has. Continued. No, he's played well. Um, and I do remember one thing that I, I did ask if if you thought that uh, Baker Mayfield would be this year's Brock Purdy, and you said unlikely, but they might win the division, and he's been pretty good. Yeah, he's been good, no doubt. But uh, yeah, Purdy not that great. I, MVP? I don't know. I kind of feel like it might be Jalen Hurts, just because of the brotherly shove. Like yeah. they have so many touchdowns as a result of that. Uh, but they're they're not great either. Maybe Tyreek Hill when he's healthy, he's pretty unstoppable. What about Lamar? Yeah, I mean it's pretty undeniable at this point. Even though I I maybe I don't think that way just because 
I haven't seen that many Ravens games. Right. Uh, and, but with all the injuries they've had and Mark Andrews being gone, I mean, it's, I think he's almost the default. A lot, there's talk about if Bills win out and make the playoffs that Josh Allen could get it. He does not deserve to be MVP at all. Well, I mean, they would be like abysmal without him. That that is the argument. That without him, this team would be in shambles. Yes, but he's had a lot of bad decisions. I don't think he's played that great. Uh, he's good. Don't get me wrong. I love him, but he should not be MVP. So they so they played. So this is week. What week is it? It is week seventeen. Seventeen. So they've got. Uh, Two games left. Yeah, right. So nine and six. I even if so, if they finished eleven and six, I can't see an MVP going to an eleven to six team. There's a lot of chatter about yeah. that. So, um, but who's who's going to be better? I mean, Joe Flacco. <laughs> he's been incredible. I don't think he's been that good. Either. I think he's been pretty great. <laughs> well, who do the Browns? He's even had some have? really, uh, really bad throws. So. Uh, but it, they keep winning with him. Yeah, mostly because of the defense. Yeah, he's not he's he's not horrendous. I think it's a cool story, but uh, I don't think he's actually been that good. But uh, yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts might be the best pick, and um, I I don't think Tyreek Hill is going to play too many more. I, I don't think he's going to get like to the two thousand mark or anything like that. So I just I think they're going to be super careful. I know Waddle's not even playing this week either. Oh really? And then Christian McCaffrey. Has had a lot of MVP talk. I don't. He's good. I don't see that either. They have a lot of good offensive players. Yeah. That like t- teams cannot, you know, stack up against the run necessarily because they have so many options. So I, I don't know. I, I don't feel like he he doesn't feel right to me for MVP either. So it's pretty wide open. If Mahomes didn't really, you know, he's going down in public opinion these yeah. days. Even my mom was like cheering against the Chiefs fervently. Why? On cri- just all the Mahomes stuff and the well, whining about... Uh, oh, yeah. I guess he had one whine, yeah. Oh, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Against the Bills, that yeah. was really bad. And then to keep... Tony was so offside, it was insane. He's been terrible. He's He might be the worst player in yeah. the history of the NFL. He's, he's awful. He dropped so many easy catches. And so many he tipped and ended up being pick, six, pick yeah. sixes and yeah. interceptions. And the argument I would make or would have made is, like, even if you look at Mahomes' stats, the amount of interceptions, three of those are because of Tony. Like, oh, yeah. you could pull so many. Like, I think Mahomes is actually still really good. And I'm... I'm still concerned about the Chiefs, and I'm considering betting on them now to win the Super Bowl again. Oh. Well, I mean, people got to catch his... I mean, he's throwing the ball well, but people need to catch his... And they got to be open, because he, yeah. he extends plays to a ridiculous level. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, Miami, your team is doing pretty good. Not amazing, but... Yeah. Uh, so, yes, they're 11-4, and four, but they've really only beat two yeah. good teams. And the rest have been, you know, all their losses, not including Tennessee, have been against really quality football teams. So uh, I do feel like they're they're sort of like bullies, whereas they beat the hell out of bad teams, but they do struggle against good teams. They beat the beat the Cowboys, which is probably their best win of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, they finish up the the season pretty tough. They've got uh, the Ravens this week and Bills, and then the Bills next week. So if they lose to the Ravens this week. 
the bill and the bills win, they will play for the division. Yes. On that final. So that'll be a pretty important game. It's a good thing we're recording now. Yeah. Because we would be mortal enemies that week. Um, <laughs> so out of, uh, at the beginning of the season, what would you have said the, the a percentage, give me a percentage of the likeliness that, uh, Tua would be unhurt going into week 17. 60%. Yeah. I, I, I feel like the injury stuff was blown a bit out of proportion. Going back to the Dolphins game, Dak is another player that, and kind of the same thing. When they play crap teams, they light up the score and his stats are huge. But against everyone else, I thought Dak has been kind of bad. Yeah, and I, been great. I, I have Tua and Dak for fantasy football, and I always, it's a struggle. I have to look who's playing who, and I barely get it right. They, they never seem to, neither are consistent. Maybe that's the theme of this year. No one is consistent that's at true. all. There's no, I, I don't know what to expect any game. And it, it actually makes the league really fun to watch. Yeah. Like at this point right now, if you told me um, the bills were going to win out and win the Super Bowl, I would believe that just as much as I would believe that they won't even make the playoffs. Yeah. By I losing can see that. the last two games. I, I've switched more to I could see a case where they win the Super Bowl now. Right. Just because every other team has big injuries. There are not a lot of great quarterbacks left in the AFC. So it's this weird season where the Bills were in shambles and it's all potentially falling into place. But they'll yeah. lose to well, New I mean, England it's, <laughs> tomorrow. It's, it's only going to take like 20 minutes of Josh Allen struggling in one game. Which he does all the time. Yeah. And and they could lose. But that's is, the difference. They've yeah. been running a lot lately too, and Cook's been awesome. So I don't know. I'm kinda hopeful. Yeah. I wish Miami would run the ball more, but uh, their their running backs keep getting hurt. because mm-hmm. uh, they've got a couple of good ones. So I mean Moster's been unbelievable. Is Achain coming back or I hope so. Because uh it, it gives them a lot of uh a, a lot of uh, you know, a lot of options. How do you feel about Detroit? Again, I never know what to expect. I I got lucky and got Sam Laporta for fantasy football. I drafted him, and he's the number one tight end. So I kind of follow their games, and sometimes they look like one of the best teams in the league, and other times they look like absolute ass. So it's every game is its own thing. You really have to just look at each game. Weather, when you're gambling, obviously. Weather, uh, just vibe about a team i go with my gut a lot for the gambling stuff and it's usually pretty close but then you can can't even account for just crazy stuff happening there's been so many plays this year uh what was the one last weekend where whether someone's knee was down when they crossed the goal line it was literally like a millis like a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a second that you couldn't tell. Right. And there's been, I've seen so many calls like that this year where you literally could call this either way. And uh, that's, that's the beauty of sports. I've never felt it as much as this year where just crazy stuff is happening all the time. You you have this like permanent smile on your face when you're talking about football and talking about, I do, plays. you do, you always, I, I do like smile. football. Yeah. You're not doing that thing that Cheel always calls you out on. The chewing my the chewing, fake yeah. gum? Yeah. yeah. You don't do these that. Aren't, these aren't uh, definitive takes. It's, <laughs> it's a pure, pure unapologetic joy for football. That's true. 
So, well, what's your best guess on what's going to happen in the AFC South? Because the Jags, the Colts, and the Texans are all eight and seven. Uh, I feel like the Texans are the best team if Stroud's healthy. Uh, but I, I just think by mostly luck and circumstance, Jacksonville will win the division. Because they're all pretty unimpressive teams. Yeah. I mean, the Colts have been impressive at times. Uh, the Jags have been really disappointing. Uh, yeah, I, th- I, I, I would like to see it be the Texans because I feel like they deserve it the most. But the Stroud thing, I think he might be back this week. What a, what a, what a great pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. I watched a, a lot of his comebacks and last drives kind of midseason were incredible. How are you feeling about uh, the Panthers uh, who did not pick him? Uh, they're not looking too good. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Yeah. They're really bad. Um, so who is, uh, who's the Panthers quarterback? Bryce Young. Bryce Young. So who is who, who, who do you think is worse? Bryce Young or uh, is it Riddle that's in uh, or Ritter that's in D- Arizona? Desmond Ritter, yeah. Desmond Ritter. Who's worse? Well, Desmond Ritter's uh, Atlanta. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah, Atlanta. Uh, I think Ritter's worse. He is. I mean, they've got well, a better they, record. They have, more but, op- they have more options. Yeah, but he's pretty terrible. Like, a lot of the stuff, it's like every time that the Falcons show up on Red Zone, I'm like, oh, it's probably going to be a terrible Ritter pass. Yeah. I, Bryce Young, like. Carolina does not have a like a strong skill nothing. player package and stuff like that, so I, I wouldn't write him off by any means. Ritter, I haven't seen anything that would be like, yes, this is the answer. Um, two more things I want to touch on uh, NFL um, Broncos and the whole Russell Wilson. I, I, I've been so busy with holiday stuff. Yeah. I'm just kind of hearing the fallout, and so they. I think is it Simeon that's starting or someone yeah. else? Well, it's somebody else. He, what's what, what's his, I just heard the name, uh, but either way, no, Simeon's on the Jets, right? Did he? They have so I, many. I Jets it. have so many no. quarterbacks. I'm I got sure. it. You got to look. Um, it up. Well, we'll look at. Uh, and I've I watched Russell Wilson, Wilson play all season, and he has not been good. No, no. And I was kind of surprised when, um, he. Like they were starting to do well, they went on that win winning streak, and I was like, "Oh, Russell Wilson's back." Because even when I watched those games, he he didn't look particularly good. No, and uh, I think it's the right move. But I, don't know, I just saw him. He tweeted something about God's got me or something. I'm yeah, good. and he, he was he was liking a lot of uh, posts and stuff like that, and that it was all things in the nature of uh, it's always about money and stuff like that, and. I know that they save a ton of money if uh, he doesn't. Oh, Jared Stidham, sorry. He does. Yeah, if he doesn't, they save a ton of money. I think the team does if if he doesn't play. Oh, okay, okay. Which reminds me a bit of that whole Zion contract right. kerfuffle yeah. about he the guaranteed final years or how much he's guaranteed for the final years. Uh, yeah. I mean, whatever. I'm sure they would. I don't know if they'd cut Russell Wilson, but he he has not been there at all. Um, and I mean, they're, they're probably not going to make the playoffs, so you might as well just sure. see what this other player's like. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, but the biggest story in the NFL has got to be the talk around Travis and Taylor. Yeah, I got, I should have brought my uh, Taylor Swift heiress tour popcorn buckets down here. Did you go to the show? show? No. Oh, but you bought popcorn buckets. 
I think they had a lot of them left over. Okay. So when you bought a large popcorn, they just gave it to you for free. At the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you went online no, for no, one no. of her concerts. No, no, no. This was uh, from Landmark Cinemas. Oh, uh, okay. I got some uh, Taylor swag, but I mean, I don't care about it at all. Doesn't bother me. Uh, don't like it. I'm kind of indifferent to it. I, the only thing I think about is why is no one talking about Haley Steinfeld and Josh Allen? That's the power couple. Is that actually a couple? Yeah. I did not know where they were together. Yeah, that's not. Well, they. Were, I'm pretty sure they still are. They have been for a while. So that's the interesting thing. That like the Bills, Josh Allen. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Was not even aware of this. Does she go to the? She doesn't go to Buffalo. I don't think she goes to the games. That's why. Oh yes. Anyway. Yeah. So you say you you because I what they're saying about Taylor Swift now. I've been saying about Josh Allen all year. Like jokingly, like it's Steinfeld. He's, he's got a. Oh, he's got to oh, focus on football. Right. Well, I mean, Travis, is, I don't think he's being distracted. I mean, he's older yeah, I, now. So. I don't think that either. No. I, I don't care at all. Right. It does not. I'm not angry. I'm not happy. I hope they're happy. It's a good way to look at it. I, I, and I hope the Chiefs lose a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And I would I would have thought that whether Taylor was there or not. It. it I guess it's not really surprising that uh, like sh- they're always showing her up in the box and cheering and what all of her reactions and stuff. It's like not that. surprising at all. No, she's a beautiful woman, right? <laughs> she's, uh, everyone loves Taylor Swift for the most she's part. A, so she's a captivating human being. Yeah. And the, the other factor or the, the way that I view all this stuff is, you know, just having that presence there, it's going to polarize some people either way. It attracts fans that never cared. And it turns off fans who are not into that. But I know for the last few years, the Chiefs have been the best team by far. Yes. And they were a team that, even though they were really good and got a lot of calls, they just based on Mahomes, Kelsey, Andy Reid, a lot of guys on the team, they were still pretty likable. Right. Like, I didn't hate them the way I hated the Patriots. Right. And I feel like this is the season and factors including Taylor Swift, uh, the... Um, the complaining about refs and all this stuff. I feel like they've assumed the role they were always meant to be, which is the new Patriots. Like right. they are, they're becoming the most hated team that you respect as being good, but you just, you can't stand them and you will root against them, which I was surprised it didn't happen earlier, but you couldn't, you couldn't dislike them, but now you can. And uh, you know, they're the new Brady. Mahomes is the new Brady. You have an 80 for Brady foam finger. <laughs> this was courtesy of Film Junk fan, uh, or fans Matt and Crystal from Toronto, who won this 80 for Brady. Uh, you remember the strap-ons from the movie? Yeah, yeah. You have a couple of strap-ons there. <laughs> Clear, say see-through bra- ones. Branded as 80 for Brady. Uh, yeah, a little care package. Wow. Pretty nice. That is a nice little gift. If you want a, a strap-on, you're welcome to one. Uh, I do have a strap-on, so I don't necessarily okay. need it. And for those who haven't seen the movie, strap-on is what Sally Field refers to her uh, fanny pack as. Yes. When she loses her strap-on. Yes. It's a good get. It's a good gag. Yeah, it is a great gag. <laughs> um, now, how, how are you feeling about... Uh, uh, Taylor Swift recording all of her older music and re-releasing it as Taylor's versions. Yeah, I don't know. 
No. It seems kind of weird. Okay. But I, I just listen, I think when I listen to her music, it's the Taylor's version. So. And are you a fan of Shake It Off? I like Shake It Off. Yeah, yeah. It's a good song. Not my favorite, but I only really like 1989. Oh, okay. I'm not into her other albums, but I no. do really like 1989. It's a classic. I guess, yeah. yeah I, 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 think I, so. I think it's good. All right. So because it is New Year's Eve and we wanted to do something special, we always try to do something special for these episodes. And and we thought, uh, what could we review? What could we talk about? Well, there's a lot, just an influx of sports movies. Yes. Iron Claw. Yep. Ferrari. Yep. The Boys in the Boat. Yep. Last Goal Wins. Last, yep. Did I say Ferrari? You did. Okay, I'll say it again. You only said four things, and one of them was Ferrari, and you forgot. <laughs> well, you Ferrari. Ferrari is interesting, because I don't in, initially think of it as a sports movie, but it's like, actually, we could have done that, too. So. Yeah. I've seen all four of those films. I haven't seen any of those films. Oh, I'm sorry. I haven't seen The Boys in the Boat, and I don't care to. Right. Because you love, well, you don't really love rowing. I don't, and no. I don't think George Clooney is a good director, so right. I'm not interested. Uh, so that one, we didn't want to do it. I, I, I didn't really want to pay to watch Last Goal Wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hoping it would be fast-forwarded to Disney Plus or something like that, but that didn't happen. Um, we're going to talk about The Iron Claw on Film Junk. Yes. Uh, so we didn't really want to talk about that. And, um, well, we both forgot about Ferrari until this very moment. Yes. Uh, so what did we decide to do? We decided to go back to 1993. It is the 30th anniversary <laughs> from what I think could be the pinnacle of sports films. It's one of my favorites. I'm always ridiculed. For listing it as one of my uh, top 100 films of all time, Sean Astin, Charles S. Dutton. We're going to talk about Rudy. 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 Uh, where was this on your top 50 list? Or top 25? It was in there somewhere. You don't remember? I don't remember. I don't think I actually numbered all of mine. I numbered my top 20, I think, and then just listed the rest. So I watched it for... That show we did, and I really liked it. I, I didn't remember being that crazy about it, and I, I started to realize what it is. I might have talked about this on the, the that episode too, but Notre Dame. Yes, there's a high school. Sure is just down this street, just right down the on street the same, from you. Basically, on the same street as the high school I went to. Notre Dame was the Catholic high school. Centennial was the public high school that I went to, and it was like a a faux but somewhat real rivalry between those schools. And Oh, I did not know that. So I, and everyone like loved Notre Dame football that went to Notre Dame. And I'm like, I, so I was just kind of programmed or instinctively uh, repulsed by anything to do with Notre Dame. And I think it bothered me that just because that high school was called Notre Dame, that everyone loved the college, which really has nothing to do with it doesn't have anything to do with it yeah they just have the same name is that a case really they yeah so they all loved notre dame football where was the football team at the high school called the irish Uh, yeah oh okay so it's very similar and so there's this transference there and i'm like it just bothered me like a lot of sports stuff bothered me in high school and so i think that's why i carried resentment towards the film uh for a long time even though i didn't really watch it then 
But revisiting it these past few years, I have really grown to love Rudy. Nice. It's great. The score, I know what we talked on the other episode, the score, Jerry Goldsmith's score, exceptional. Does so much heavy lifting in the movie. Oh, an incredible amount of heavy lifting. But I, I was like, well, I just watched it, but whatever. We'll, we'll, do, we'll review that. And I hesitantly started watching it, and by the end, I was fully gripped again. Nice. And I, uh, I just wish I loved something or wanted something as much as Rudy wanted something. That's yeah. that's what I. It's not necessarily that he succeeds. It's that he he has a dream and a goal that's so clearly defined that I am truly envious of. Before we get too far into it, I need to crack open this delicious A and W zero sugar that Frank got me. <laughs> not a sponsor, but let me tell you, the I flavor. Said, I said, "Do you want a drink?" What was your reply? I said, "There is only one drink that I would want." the show and you said what is that and i provided you provided it <laughs> this uh smooth crisp tasting soda so good not too sweet just hits the spot not a sponsor so the the goals of rudy and the you know his attitude it really is inspiring i think so i mean the uh like the movie starts off, you know, Rudy's he's the smallest kid between all of his brothers and they're out there in the snow playing football before I think it's Thanksgiving um before they uh, sit down as a family to watch the big Notre Dame game and like he gets he gets pushed aside by his older brother who's uh who calls him a spaz and then that that Jerry Goldsmith soundtrack kicks in and right right then and there, you know, you're supposed to feel bad for Rudy immediately. And there is nothing more in your life that you want in that very moment is for Rudy to succeed in life and be everything that he wants to be. Yes. And I mean, even going earlier than that, I think the, I didn't notice this last time or I didn't remember it. The title embroidered gold stitching beautiful absolutely beautiful i thought it was i i I don't know how i didn't remember that because i love it and you know that it does get a little corny at times of course uh but i still think the actual message and struggle and journey uh is interesting and it's not as sappy as i thought like it downplays some things and it's a little more realistic than I had remembered it being in terms of how coaches react and, uh, you know, don't but necessarily fawn over Rudy. He's always just kind of working hard and, uh, and succeeding despite people really not wanting, they want him to win, but they don't, I don't think they give him like a free pass or anything like that. Like, it's, no, he, ne- he never gets the free pass. You know, he's, he's like a spark plug. He's now, a little bulldog. I, I did do the how accurate is Rudy thing today. And we will will talk about that for sure. Uh, But I I like most of the casting. I think it's it's pretty well done. Um, First time I'd ever seen Vince Vaughn and... um, Favreau. And John Favreau. I mean, Vince Vaughn is not very good in it. No. (laughs) He's probably the weakest part of the movie. Uh, Charles S. Dutton is really good. He's a star. He's good. The oh, clap. He's so great. If, I oh, mean, yeah. that's a meme, but he, yeah. it's really good. Um, 
the I love the coach who's Harris from Major League. Can't remember his name. Right. And there's someone else I, I really like in it. Oh, the he's not in it much, but the 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 priest. Oh yeah, the priest is very. Uh, he starts off as a bit of a dick, but uh, yeah. it turns out uh, he, he is a he's a, he's a he's always in Rudy's corner. Although I did notice, and I guess it took me so many times to watch this movie that like he's Daniel Rudiger, like that's his name. Okay, right. But everybody calls his own family calls him the nickname of their last name throughout the movie. They don't call him Dan or Daniel. Yeah. Their last name <laughs> is Rudiger, right? So they're all technically could be called Rudy, short for their last name. Yeah. But he is the one out of all of the brothers. There's younger brothers, there's older brothers, but he they refer to as Rudy. His own mother, his father, all of his brothers. That is strange. His especially name is Daniel. Considering I could see it while well, he's the youngest and he he's just kind of Rudy because he's small or whatever. I don't know why, but But he's not the youngest. But he's not the youngest at no, all. He might not even kids. be the smallest. No. So I just thought it was very strange that day. And, and to be fair, that might not even be true in real life. No. It was just when he went to the, the school, they called yeah. him Rudy. I just, I, I can't imagine his own mother not calling him Daniel. Yeah. I, you know, like the traditional Irish family, they're not dropping that Daniel. Daniel is an important first name. It is? With Irish people? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lots of Daniels. They're everywhere. Okay. Uh, I do think the climax of the football game is pretty well done. Yeah. Uh, even like, knowing the struggle leading out the team. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but that's pretty good. If that was the case, the yeah. carrying off the field is accurate. The carrying off the field is accurate. The getting in the last play, the getting the sack accurate. Now, I don't know if they threw a touchdown off a halfback option pass. Don't to, know. I don't think so. Maybe but appara- apparently Joe Montana has downplayed because he was the quarterback yes. of that. And th- team. That's where I got all. Of, well, he wasn't. He wasn't the quarterback. He was a quarterback. Oh, okay, all right, on sorry. The team. And uh, like I, I, he was on uh, a couple of different shows that I saw clips on. One was First Take and Rich Eisen, I think he. Yeah, and you know he said that uh, um, Rudy got a lot of shit in the locker room because of because he didn't have that attitude of like I, I, I have to do this. I won't quit and stuff like that. And it did get on everyone's nerves on the team because mm-hmm. the coaches did say, why can't you, you know, like that was kind of a thing. And and I can imagine that, you know, if you were a starter on a football team and, and your coach is saying, why can't you care about this as much as this little fucker who can't even get off the practice squad? I can understand why that would get them mad. And I know that the yeah, Montana said that the, you know, he, wasn't treated well in the locker room. He put up with a lot of stuff, but yes, he got into the game. Yes, he got the sack, and yes, he was carried off the field. But a lot of the other stuff, like the he uh, said, I think that the carrying off the field was kind of a joke, right? And I, it might have been, and I, and that would make sense. But I don't. The one thing I, the question I had after that is, you know, is Rudy? Would is it a joke Rudy's in on? Because I could see it being that. Sure. As well as being one that he's not in on. I would I would say that he's probably in on the joke. Okay. Just because like he has been there a long time on that team. I, th- I think it's like three years or four years that you you're in college for that you have eligibility to play. So I mean, it's been a long time. He's so I, I'm pretty sure he was in on the joke. I wanted to know his final grade point average. Yeah, they, did, they didn't really list that. Uh, I would say that uh, the the captain and the rest of the team. 
this did not actually happen where they walk into the coach's room and lay down their yeah. jerseys. Probably the most overdramatic moment in cinema history. But on the opposite side, when he has quit the team and decides to come back, he gets the greatest slow hand clap ever filmed yeah. in a movie. It is unbelievable. <laughs> it's where I learned what a slow clap was. That's true. And it's fantastic. Like all, all those big meat-headed guys with the huge melons were awesome as football players. A, yeah, lot that, of, a lot of them looked way too old to be in college. Yeah. But uh, uh, they sure as hell did look like football players. I agree. And another aspect that I thought of this time, why wasn't Rudy just in the gym constantly? Like if you're small, like your one advantage for football would be to like get jacked. Yeah, we really only see him like doing running or doing push-ups. Like that's the extent of his training. Yeah, like, you can get strong, and like you could be a, a a long snapper or a like a special teams specialist or like there's there would be ways. Yeah, and I I, I really feel like in real life, I think this is the case. Like, I'm surprised he didn't get in earlier, like on a right. special teams play or like just some at the last game of the season. Just seems weird that no coach would put him in. Yeah. Well, NCAA rules clearly say that they can only dress sixty players. Yeah. We learned that <laughs> they hammered us over the yeah, head. So with the sixtieth player is Rudy. How many times does a game start and then someone gets injured and you know you you have extra people? Like it's it it would not be impossible to do. Well, we have seen a bunch of times uh in this NFL season where a field goal kicker has gotten hurt and they didn't have anybody else to kick field goals. That's true. So they, after every touchdown, they just automatically went for the two points. So in this situation, if Rudy took the spot of the backup field goal kicker. This is a bit embarrassing, but do they play preseason college football? I don't think so, right? Yeah, I don't think they do like warm-ups, no. Because they, they don't want to so. injure players yeah. and stuff like that? Because, I mean, you could get in like that pretty easily. Somewhat, that's a gimmick. An NFL team should sign Rudy and have him play. Like the actual Rudy now, now not just another Rudy Now, scenario. and put him oh, on a okay. special team. That's a good idea. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Rudy. <laughs> you got Is he it. still alive? I think so, yeah. Are you sure? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. What was, the, what was that Mark Wahlberg New York Jets movie? Invincible? Invincible, that's right. He was like a walk-on player, right? Yeah. Vincent... Papale, I think. Yeah. yeah. Been a while. Let's see. Daniel Eugene Rudiger. Rudy. 75 years old. Get in the game, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Make what? it happen. All right. So what what team would be the best option? The Colts. I think they're the closest to yeah, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's in Indiana, is it not? I think so. Yeah. Huh. The Colts? It's Grand Bend, right? Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, I'm getting Grand Bend, Ontario. Uh oh, not what I wanted. No, no. Would the Colts really want? I just can't remember. Yeah, it's Indiana. It would have. No, I think it needs to be a, a bigger. Like I think something the Bears, like, well, something like the Patriots. I think. Oh God, yeah. It needs to be a desperate team. Well, that's what I mean, and and like I feel like Jim Ursay is desperate. <laughs> like um. Like Bill Belichick, though, like he—he's exactly like Dan Devine. Yeah, was, he would be know? like, "Get this, get this kid off my team." Yeah, <laughs> he would be—he'd be the worst. 
But uh, yeah, so a, a lot to love about this movie. Um, I also forgotten that his older brother Johnny stole his girlfriend when he was away yeah. in college. I'd, I was like, wow, they didn't even call him. Uh, yeah, I was waiting for Mary Mary, quite contrary, to yeah. make another appearance and for him to marry her. I think that was another observation I had this time. It's a it's a love story about a man being in love with a football team. Yes. And uh, I think it plays it pretty well like that. He's not distracted by anything else. It's all of the ups and downs that you would see in a romantic comedy happen with him and his relationship with the team. And uh, I I think it's pretty well structured that way. I will say that uh, there were a couple times I got super choked up while watching this movie. I've seen it so many times and I still... Did you cry? Uh, not quite. Well, I cried like three times. <laughs> I did. Like actual tear dropping. Wow. I, I I get to a point where, but then it doesn't. Uh, it's not a bawling cry. It's not like my interstellar cry. But I mean. The interstellar cry. Like when I watch interstellar, oh. I bawl. Uh, but I, it is actual tear droppage. The last movie that got me was, uh, it was a while ago. I think it was. Actually, like, I think it was um, Life is Beautiful when I saw it at TIFF. Like Roberto Benigni? Yeah. <laughs> was that 94? Or 90? Yeah, I think yeah. it was then, yeah. Just after Rudy. Just after Rudy. <laughs> Rudy primed you. I think, I think it did. It, it, <laughs> you probably uh, watched it the day before. Rudy, like, like uh, opened up a, a whole new set of emotions for me. And then when I got to Life is Beautiful, it just was so overwhelming that now... I just don't do it anymore. There is, that is an interesting like take in terms of uh, you know traditionally masculine emotion and how this like sports being a conduit for that. It could, I bet it does make people cry in a way that no other movie does. Oh, I'm, I if you went out and found and said found ten uh, men who watched The Natural. How many of them cried? I'd say probably eight. Yeah, I don't think I cried during the natural, but I don't remember. But that's that seems to be yeah, one. No, that. it is. It's just interesting. Uh, but Rudy does work on that level. Yeah. And I, I, as a true story, and even the tagline, no one's been carried off since. Is that still true? I assume. Uh, I'm assuming. Yeah. No one's going to carry anyone off now. No, not anymore. How do you How do you do that? Yeah. I mean, if if uh, now people see it about to happen and they probably run out there and pull the guy down immediately, so you don't get carried off the field and ruined. Maybe Rudy does it. Maybe he's seventy five and he still goes to the games. And if he sees someone about to get picked up and carried off, he runs out and tugs on the jersey. It is interesting watching when he finally gets in, gets to dress and be on the sidelines for the last game. You know how because you haven't seen what it's like in a game. A lot of movies would play this as. You know, because he's never been in the locker room. So he's seeing all these things that he knows about, like play like a champion today, all, all the speeches. And like, he's act, an active participant for the first time that that it really works. Like you're kind of living through him in that moment, even though I, I at the t- when I was younger, would have despised Notre Dame football. But now I, I can look at it objectively and really appreciate What's going on there? It's, I, it's, I also love the moment with the uh, with the equipment manager, and he brings over Rudy's jersey right before the game, and, and they have a little. Does he get to keep the jersey? Do you think? I would think so. I hope so. Yeah, 
Jerseys aren't difficult or expensive to make. Or they would let you buy it, I would think. Worst case. Yeah. Now now I'm I think most professional teams won't let you because they want to sell them off in auctions. True. Now another cynical observation this time was just is it worth it? Is All that it- hard work? Yeah. He lived his dream. Yeah. Is it a noble dream to just want to play for a particular football team? I don't know. I suppose if, you know, when I was a child, if there was one thing that I really wanted to do. And I mean, when when I was a little kid, I think the first thing that I ever really wanted to do was be a veterinarian. So the same with me. Oh, really? Yeah. And then at some point I realized that, uh, what? You got to like (laughs) do. Cut things off of animals and do crazy. Oh no, I wasn't worried about that. <laughs> oh, I, I was, I was I, as I got older, I realized that I would, you know, the whole euthanasia thing. Would oh, be, that too. Would like, yeah, you have to do different. bad things. Yeah, right? it would yeah. be way too difficult to do. So that was out of it. Uh, you know, getting animals fixed, whatever. Yeah, I always wanted to be a zoo veterinarian. Oh, really? I think you'd probably end up getting mauled by a bear. What a way to go! Yeah. uh but yeah i just i don't know i was like no one's appreciating you rudy don't give him the satisfaction part of me was like he should quit fuck these people you've already proven enough and uh let's talk a bit about sean astin pretty good performance it's pretty good i'm not the biggest sean astin fan but uh, i mean after goonies what, what did he really do after that before he got rudy uh, I, I don't know. I, I've never, I don't really like him in Lord of the Rings. Um, mostly more his character than him. But, uh, Sam, so you don't like Samwise? No, I do not. But, I mean, Samwise is kind of, uh, what's Middle Earth Rudy? He is Middle Earth Rudy. <laughs> like, that's basically what he is. Yeah. So it's not, uh, all, honestly, it's not even inspired casting. It's, I think Rudy is doing Jerry Goldsmith's score might be doing heavy lifting for Lord of the Rings. <laughs> You're carrying all of that forward into that performance. But I, I think he's he's pretty perfect as Rudy. He's good. Yeah. Are you looking up his IMDB? Yeah, just seeing if there's anything we're forgetting. Did he do anything in between those movies? Notable stuff? Scrolling down here. Gotta go way down. A lot of TV stuff. Uh, probably on an episode of Murder She Wrote somewhere in between. Maybe Matlock. What Whitewater Summer? Diagnosis Murder. Like Father, Like Son. War of the Roses. Toy Soldiers is probably the the thing I kind of remember him, even though I've never seen it. I don't remember him in Encino Man the year before Rudy, but I've never actually seen Encino Man. You've never seen Encino Man? I don't think so. Please tell me you've seen Son in Law. I will say this might be a hot take. I was never a Polly Shore guy. Neither was I, really. But Son in Law is good. You need to watch Son in Law. But what if you don't really like Polly Shore? I think that's the best scenario for liking Son in Law. Okay. Because you'll see. You have to. I, please watch Son in Law. <laughs> what's, what's the one? The Biodome? Yeah, Biodome's not good. Not good. I, I, I don't even think Encino Man is good. I don't think any of his movies are good. I think legit. I don't like Pauly Shore. I think Son-in-Law is a good movie with not a hint of sarcasm or irony. If you had to watch 24 hours straight, the comedy of, but you can't include Son-in-Law, the comedy of Pauly Shore, Bobcat Goldthwait, 
Carrot Top. Which one would you choose? Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol, was my favorite movie for a brief period. Okay. Uh, when I was younger. That was still Gutenberg? No. Yeah, but I liked it because of Bobcat, Bobcat Goldwing. Goldwing. Okay. Uh, but I don't like a lot of his other movies. I'd probably just pick Pauly Shore. Oh, okay. And it, like, it's pretty close with him and Bobcat, I'd say. You wouldn't want to watch Carrot Top and Chairman of the Board? No. I've never seen it. I don't think, yeah, it's not even close. Okay. Like, even without Son-in-Law, Pauly Shore, by far. Wow. You got to watch Son-in-Law. Probably not going to watch Son-in-Law. I think it's on Disney+. Plus. There's a lot of stuff that I would like to watch, and Son-in-Law is, is not going to be anywhere near the top of the Okay. Movie. You're lost, dude. <laughs> For real. No big deal. I had to uh, rent Rudy on uh, Amazon Prime. Maybe I'll watch that again. Sunlight is not on Disney Plus, no. unfortunately. Well, that's a, a massive, massive shame. I don't have much else to say about Rudy. Um, great movie, incredible score. Charles S. Dutton is just pure sunshine in this movie. And uh, yeah, I, I can't get enough. And uh, uh, what would be your 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 rating? Two balls. It's full. It's up to a two ball movie. Oh yeah, this this is a double ball scenario. A hundred percent. Love it. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, a little trip down memory lane and into you know uh, into my past as a eighteen year old when Rudy came out. It was wide eyed at the film industry and wow. Just before I started going to TIFF, just opened my eyes to cinema. Absolutely. Did Did you have a favorite college football team? Did you like Notre Dame because of this? No, no. no. I just, uh, because I like the Orange, I just cheered for their football team as well. But the Syracuse football is awful. Okay, just curious. And so is basketball now. A total shame. Uh, let's jump into sack time, something we haven't done in quite a while. Go into the old, uh, old mailbag and, and see what we got. Um, of course, if you want to uh, ask us any questions or leave us some comments, you can go to balljunkpodcast.gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at balljunkpodcast. Uh, make sure you follow us as well. That would be real great if you could do that. All right. So let's go to the first one here. Uh, it's from Sam. It says, hey, ball boys. Curious which loss still haunts you the most as a fan and whether or not you had any tra- tragic, now hilarious reactions immediately following. As a diehard cheesehead, the 2014 NFC Championship game still infects me with sorrow from time to time, as does the 2007 NFC Championship game that ended Brett Favre's tenure. I remember standing on my front porch in pajama pants and my, che- and my cheese head, freezing cold, while some friends drove up to taunt me over the loss. Good times. Thanks, gents, and Happy New Year. Recently, 100%, 13 seconds left in the Kansas City game. Yeah. is one I yeah. always think about, uh, including two people calling me with 13 seconds left, assuming the game was over. And in that moment, I knew we were fucked. Now, I was so angry. I don't think, I, I think I waited like a day before I reached out to you. <laughs> Any Bills fan should know. You wait till the clock says zero. Yes. Every time. Do not assume anything. So I knew right there, we're fucked. 
Uh, made a lot of money, but was still very angry. And some other ones that come to mind being in person for the comeback against Dallas on Monday night football in Buffalo, where uh, we were kind of leaving because someone else drove and listening to the Cowboys come back as we're leaving the stadium, which started off with like the bills destroying them. And it was so amazing. Uh, that was a rough one. Uh, a bit. I do think popping in my head, even though I'm not a huge Sabres fan was the bread hall foot in the crease goal. Uh, still as members like that, it didn't matter because we lost, but I st- still think about Baron Davis's buzzer beater getting waved off against the Orlando magic even though they won that game in overtime. Uh, I definitely think about losing to Denver by 60, I think. Uh, the, the the New Orleans Hornets, that was a rough one. Those are the ones that pop into my head for worst losses. Um, I would say um, the Hamilton Tire Cats they lost, I think, three Grey Cups in a row um, rather recently, which was uh, pretty devastating. Um when I was a big hockey fan, uh, the Canadians losing the Stanley Cup final in 1989 to Lanny McDonald and the Calgary Flames. That was a disaster. Um, but honestly, I think the worst one, and it wasn't even like a playoff game. It was the Hamilton Bulldogs annual teddy bear toss game, where the idea of a teddy bear toss is when your team scores a goal, everybody throws toys, they collect the toys and give them to children's charities. And the Bulldogs got shut out. <laughs> and they didn't score a fucking goal. So at the end of the game, after they lost, they played some mu- played some Christmas music and said, throw your toys onto the ice now. It was really sad. That's kind of a Rudy moment, though. Yeah. It's for the children. Well, I mean, it, maybe if they had scored with one second to go in the game, you know, to... The other team should have pulled, pulled the goalie and let them score for the kids. Yeah. Uh, it was it was, it was was rather rather devastating as they held a teddy bear. What hand. would happen if a goalie had a shutout and they pulled them and let the other team score? Would they still get credited with a shutout? Um, I think empty net goals count against you. Yeah, I don't know. Just curious. Yeah, I don't know. You'd have to uh, contact the NHL record. Or could they sub in the other goalie quickly, then pull them? So... <laughs> <laughs> or do you have to be in the net the entire game to get credit for a shutout? I suppose the, that uh, could be an option. Uh, all right. Next question comes from Tim. It says, hey, guys, since I assume you will be reviewing the Iron Claw, which we will be on Film Junk, I, uh, I'll make my question wrestling themed. One. One on one. Who would win in a wrestling match between you two? Now, like a pro wrestling match, it just... We're referees. We're referees. But again, it would be whoever is writing the script. Yeah. So we have no in choice. Like traditional Greco Roman wrestling. Right. You would win. You think so? Yeah. I'm not strong. <laughs> I'm not. I'm weak. I'm a weak man. Fair enough. <laughs> I cannot I can barely bench press anything. I am not a strong person. Um okay. Now, in a tag team match, who would each of you choose for your teammates among the others in the junk extended universe? Ideally, you guys flip a coin for first pick and do a quick draft, taking turns filling out your team. Well, I'll give you first pick if you want. Okay. Um, 
Who would I pick first? Um, I think I'll take Doug. Najee? Yeah. Okay. I'll take Dax all the way. Yeah. He's born to be a wrestler. <laughs> he literally could be a wrestler. He is, uh, he's, he's strong. He's very strong, very athletic, uh, and would be a terrific wrestler. Uh, Doug is also from Welland, and I'm pretty sure if needed, he'd stab a guy. So, Well, I'm from Welland. I wouldn't yeah. stab someone. Yeah, but Doug would. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be a good heel, too. Yeah. For sure. Um, okay. Uh, who would I pick next? Um, I'll take Cheel. Yeah, I was going to take Jerry yeah. next. Uh, who's next? I'll take Scott. The police officer? Yeah. Oh, that's probably a good pick. Yeah. Uh, We're going to destroy you. This Survivor Series, we'll pick four, so we don't have to pick someone last. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean? So we'll each we'll have a Survivor. This is right. our Survivor yeah. Series team of four. Right. Okay. Um. Let's see. Who would I pick? Um. I'll take Scotty. Okay, that's going back. Uh, you know what? I'll take Sean. All right. Someone's got to take him. <laughs> well, and someone's got to take that pinfall. <laughs> it's going to be Sean. <laughs> Sean would be the mastermind. Think so? Sure. Is that everyone? That is everyone. I okay. mean, there are others we didn't yeah. pick. But, uh, okay. I don't know. I think I got a pretty good team. Let's do it. All right. Alright, so next question. Um, Alright, this one came to our Twitter account, or X account, um, Canadian LTD. Uh, thoughts on the NFL uh, Week 18 schedule and games on seemingly every night of the week. I'm at a point of oversaturation and no longer tuning into one-off games on random nights of the week. Uh, what are your thoughts on? I love it. Uh, mostly because... I will work while the game's on. Right. So it's, I, I'm productive during those games. So it's a perfect opportunity to get ahead on some work. So I'm in. I agree. I, I like the fact that there's a, there's a, there's going to be a game on. Uh, is there a game today? There's no game. Yeah. No. no. Tomorrow there's games. Yeah. And then Sun. No, wait, Saturday. There's a Saturday game today. I don't think so. Are you sure? Let's check. I think this is the one week. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Detroit, Dallas. Not bad. Yeah. Sweet. What time does that start? 8.15. Wonderful. Man, that's embarrassing. I didn't know that. (laughs) Shit. Sorry, man. Just a side note. News. Report. Just in. Okay. Raptors trade OG Ananobi to the Knicks for Barrett and Quickly. RJ Barrett? The Canadian yeah. is now on the Raptors. That's the report that's coming in. They get they've got to do an, a team Canada. I don't know how this isn't a thing. Get Steve Nash to coach and get every Canadian player on the Raptors. They would people would love it. Well, they'd be SGA is pretty good. Yeah, they they got to do. They have to try and do it. Uh, all right. And just think, it's practice for the Olympics and world play. Um. All right, let's. Uh, well, actually, we got a second one from uh, uh, our last question maker. Are the Detroit Pistons the worst team in basketball history? It's pretty bad. Yeah. Now, have they set the record? No, they play the Raptors. When do they? They play the Raptors, and that could be the game. Is it? Yeah, that they could set the record. 
it's how I don't know. They have so many number one draft picks. It's it's very strange. Something's up. Yeah. And and not looking good for Monty. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah, that's not good. No, they put together a terrible team. Um, all right. So then, uh, here's one from Grant. Hey guys, love the show. Here's a question. What do you think is the funniest moment in sports history? Off the top of my head, I'll say the home run off Jose Canseco's head. That was That's a good one. That is a very good one. Oh, that just made me think of the kid catching that ball against the Orioles not being funny. Oh, right. Yes, yes. Making me angry. Uh, oh, for, oh, worst the, the, like, the for losses. Fan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. kid was the and worst. Then everyone celebrating that kid. Yeah. Oh, God. Even though he reached over. And yeah. It shouldn't have. Yeah. And he was on David Letterman. Yeah. Oh, God. That fucking kid. That's making me angry. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I, the thing that's flashing in my head, although it's not like it's more strange than funny, is the Randy Johnson pitch. Oh, the bird. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was bananas. Like, that is the craziest thing that yeah. I ever can remember happening in a football game. Yeah. And it's like, it's not funny, but it was like, whoa. I do enjoy very much when animals are run onto the field. Yeah, that can be good. It brings me joy. I was at a Ticats game once, and a squirrel, a squirrel jumped on the field, not during play. It was during a TV timeout. And it started running in the direction of an end zone. And the guy got on the PA and he went, he's at the 40, the 30, and touchdown squirrel. And 17,000 people went, yeah, and cheered. And it was a great moment. Nice. For that squirrel. I this is, I don't know why I think of this one too, but Zidane headbutting the guy. Oh, in the World in Cup. In the World Cup. Yeah. Like, and I didn't, I was... Being surprised that he got ejected. It was from so the game. crazy. It's, but I think the funniest for me was World Cup as well. The bite? No. Luis Suarez biting no, the Italian it's, player. I can't, I don't remember the game. I'll have to look it up and find it. It's a ref giving someone a red card. I think, and it, he like looks at him and nods and goes yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. I can't remember it. I just love it. So. Do you think the whole world, like every other nation's football team, hates the Italian footy teams because Zidane did headbutt an Italian and Luis Suarez did bite an Italian? Yeah, I, I didn't know that and or remember that until you mentioned it. Possibly, or that they're just they say horrible, horrible shit to get people to Could react be. that way. That's possible, which is also very possible. It's just um, that was like going into extra time yeah. in the world. What and it's every four years. Yeah. And, like, you were the reason France was there. You were the greatest player in France footy history. It's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and getting tossed. And it cost them. That should be talked about way more yeah. often. Um, I would say there's two for me. That's uh, like the Oscar slap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Will Smith got to stay at the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say uh, Scott Norwood, wide, wide right was hilarious to me at the time. Mm. And uh, I will say, I laughed a lot with 13 seconds to go in that Chiefs-Bills game. 
Brank is not pleased at the moment. He's very upset. We might he, be permanent mortal enemies. <laughs> he is regretting giving me one of his delicious A&W Zero Sugar Root Beers. You laughed? Um, and yes, I did. I, 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 I did find some joy in it. Okay. Banking that knowledge. <laughs> Can't wait to reciprocate. But I didn't do it to your face. You can laugh at when the Bills beat the Dolphins in Week 18 okay. when they handle the crush them. Go ahead and laugh. <laughs> and All then, right, and then tell me about it. Okay, like a year later. Sure, like I just did. <laughs> so make a note of it. Um, and then, uh, well, uh, John is the last one. He wants uh, kind of an AFC NFC playoff breakdown and our conference champion predictions. From you, actually. He doesn't give a shit about what I say. I'm going to say... So who's playing in the Super Bowl, essentially? Conference champions? I hate that everyone says, like, San Fran. I think I'm going to... This might have been my preseason prediction. I think Kansas City, Philadelphia, again. That might have been what your preseason prediction was. And I think Philadelphia wins. Yeah. I still think that's what's going to happen. I also think... It's going to be the Eagles, and I think just to, you know, uh, unleash the nightmare, I think it'll be Bills-Eagles. Wow. In the Super Bowl. The Bills. Yes. Yeah. Do you think so? Um, hopefully, uh, the Dolphins will l- will lose to a different team and not the Bills. I might have. It's in Vegas. I might have to go. Yeah? Yeah. I'm sure you probably, well, I mean, I'm sure you can get a ticket. It would. Very expensive. It'd be very expensive to get a ticket. Um, I would book. I, you, there's probably no hotel rooms left already. I'll sleep in a car or in the streets. Save some money. Nice. It's a good plan. <laughs> or the airport. You know what you need to do? Uh, you need to um, go into a building, go into the washroom, and unlock a window, and then climb in through the window like Rudy Like did. Rudy did. Yes. I'm starting my, my dream is to see the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl like Rudy and nothing's going to stop me. I I I think you can do it. What a dream. <laughs> Watching a team I like play. Uh I believe uh, you can do it. Thank you. Um I think that about wraps up episode 59. Oh wait, no. My my prediction was Miami Philadelphia. Was it? It was the Alabama Super Bowl. Oh, that's right. Interesting. It can you, still happen. You, I picked your team and you picked my team. Interesting. But I think it's going to be Kansas City now. All because of new head coach Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good on her. What if they but if play Philadelphia? They have a player named Swift on the Eagles. And another Kelsey. Yeah. It's got to be. I think Jason Kelsey needs to... Who, who doesn't like Taylor Swift? Is there is the, does she have like a, a feud like the, in the music industry? Maybe someone that doesn't like her, like uh, Kesha. I don't know. No, Kanye West. <laughs> Maybe perfect. Yeah, that's a perfect, uh, perfect. Uh, I don't think anyone's teaming up with Kanye. These no, days. <laughs> no, no one is really doing that. All right, that wraps up episode fifty nine. Thanks for uh, checking out the podcast. Don't forget to uh, subscribe and download wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can get it on Apple. You can get it on. Google, you can get it on Spotify. Everybody uses Spotify. And this is content you get for free. 
I mean, you could probably search every podcast on Spotify, and I doubt you will find one one show that dedicates it to Rudy. Maybe you can. I don't know. But uh, you're going to get something uh, uh, every time uh, you, you get one of our podcasts. So uh, subscribe, download, and uh, we appreciate uh, all the subscriptions uh, we can get. Frank, are you ready for the gas pedal? World Juniors and curling. Let's go. Uh, I don't think I have any World Junior or curling questions. It, no, that's a lie. I do have one World Junior okay. question. <laughs> <laughs> you know it always happens on the uh, the New Year's Eve ball drop episodes. I have to ask you, Frank, will Canada win its third gold medal in a row at the World Junior Hockey Championship? No. Former NHL player Reggie Savage passed away last weekend. Are your favorite Reggie Savage memories with the Capitals or the Nordiques? Nordiques. The PWHL begins its inaugural season tomorrow. The Professional Women's Hockey League. Which team has the best name? The Minnesota Superior, Montreal Echo, Toronto Torch, New York Sound, Ottawa Alert, or the Boston Wicked? The Echo. Come on, it's wicked. It's got to be the Boston Wicked. Uh, Robert Sella asked a reporter if he should throw the podium on the floor when he was asked by a reporter why he wasn't angrier. Do you appreciate a podium thrower? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hamilton's own SGA was named Canadian Press Male Athlete of the Year. Good choice. Absolutely. Summer McIntosh defended her two swimming world championships while being named CP Female Athlete of the Year. Another great choice? Sure. Los Angeles got very creative with Shohei Itani's $700 million contract, fair or foul? Foul. The Albany Firewolves are off to a hot start led by two rookies pushing them to a 2-0 start. What sport am I talking about? Lacrosse. Nice! You finally got one of these! <laughs> what a way to end 2023! It's the New Year's Eve ball drop episode. Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2024. <laughs>